Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussaud. And I'm Ann Friedman. On the agenda, we answer listener questions, including how to handle group travel, our origin story, and the TED Talks you might actually want to watch while stoned and writing your New Year's resolutions. We are a group of six semi-long-distance besties scattered across the East Coast in Philadelphia, Maryland, New York, and Boston. We recently discovered your podcast, etc., etc. Basically, they want to take a big trip together. It says, you both seem like well-traveled individuals with respectable taste. Unclear. (laughs) So we are helping you. We are hoping you can shed some light on interesting experiences you've had or other suggestions for what we should or shouldn't do on a trip together. Additionally, we'd love to hear stories from any memorable trips you took in your 20s with your girlfriends for some jet-setting inspiration. I feel hopeful about this. And, I mean, we got this. We take really good trips. We do, but they're not very... They're mostly working trips. I think it's a (laughs) 50-50. I think so. I don't know. I will speak for myself. I think I go on fabulous vacations with my friends. I mean, first of all, I think that we have a commitment to luxury. Like, like like, I feel feel that traveling (laughs) with you has really upped my expectations of what I need in a vacation hotel, namely robes. Yes, robes. I remember one time you wouldn't let me have the water at a hotel because you were like, it's not free. And I was like, no, no, it's complimentary. It's fine. (laughs) Um, You know, like do your homework. (laughs) You know, six, like six people traveling is you're probably not going to stay in a hotel unless you guys are ballers. Um, So, you know, I recommend like Airbnb is your friend here because you probably want to all stay under, under the same roof. And I don't know. I feel so. These ladies are all in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. For me, I guess the most important thing when I'm traveling with people is knowing that like we're all in the same wavelength of chill. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing more shocking than realizing that some of your friends are like more neurotic about travel than you are, or that they're agenda people. I'm like down for like missing flights and like you know. <laughs> Like, it's, it's fine, you know, like, I'm down for getting at the airport, like, 30 minutes before, like, it's, like, nothing is on fire. <laughs> right. Or, or friends where, where you think you're taking a re- relaxing vacation, and you show up, and they're like, okay, so we're doing this from 10 to 6, and then we have dinner plans here, and, and that is very tough for me. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, a one activity activity per day person yes. when I'm traveling. I think that that's actually really key when you travel with a group, is to have one activity that bonds you for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. but give people the freedom to do what they want the rest of their time, with right. their time. Like, at, at any given point in time with six people, someone's always going to want to sleep. <laughs> like, someone's going to want to go home. If you're, like, if you're out, they're going to want to go home right after dinner. One person is going to want to nap, like, in the middle of the afternoon. Like, I just feel like being very understanding of everyone's sleep schedule and just and not shaming for, for not hanging out 24-7 is no, very totally key. key. So, destinations we would recommend. I'm mm. really into upstate New York. It's totally affordable and fun. 
and uh, great for like bonding activities. You know how we love Palm Springs in this family. Oh, forever and ever. Forever and, and ever and ever. Because there's literally nothing to do. Don't go to Palm Springs and think that you're going to like go hang out a bar every night. Like that's no. It's also the place where I've received the only welcome cat call of my life, which was <laughs> from two gay men in a convertible who screamed, you look like Jane Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So we love Palm Springs. I love Miami. The people watching is insane. Um, weirdly, actually, really like Nashville. I think Nashville is a fun place for a group of people to explore. I have a strong preference for mid-size American cities. Like, uh, I mean, on the sort of below the five cities that people who aren't American would want a vacation in. Name smaller names. Than that. Name names. Milwaukee, uh, Kansas City. I Ooh, went to love Lu- Kansas City. I went to Louisville a few weeks ago and had a phenomenal time. There's something to be said when you're with a group of people and you mostly want to catch up. And I think this is, you know, another reason why places like Palm Springs are good. It's like, there's really not that much stuff to see. There's like a couple of things, but mostly you're there to just like hang out in a new place. And I think that mid-sized cities are really good for that. And also tend to be a little cheaper. So if you want to feel like ballers and get, you know, a very nice hotel. We once stayed at a very nice hotel in Oklahoma City. You remember that? (laughs) Oh my god, five stars. That place was crazy. All of the stars. Yeah. I know. Um, we also stayed at a very nice hotel in Las Vegas. Oh. Thank you, Priceline Negotiator. I mean, that was <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh, that was a really good Thanksgiving. I don't know, and <laughs> I Although, feel like we're remembering that Thanksgiving differently. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I was hung over the whole day. I forgot. <laughs> yes, there, there were many problems. We ate potato salad in the parking lot of an Albertsons in Rancho Cucamonga on Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to rate that as the worst Thanksgiving of my life. My but, hangover like, was so bad, I'm grateful to not be dead. We woke up and watched Charlie's Angels full throttle, and then by the time that was over, it was dark. That's how late I slept that day. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, that Thanksgiving was very memorable. Oh, but for these ladies, if you want to be a little adventurous and go outside of the U.S. and have, like, a blast, I highly recommend Montreal. So many good suggestions. We just basically recommended everywhere. I mean, not really. We recommended affordable, cool places. That's true. Um, here's, here's one that I would like you to answer. <laughs> How did you start the podcast? Maybe too soon to hit your origin story, but I'm interested in learning your process for coming up with the show ideas, the podcast to begin with. Um, how did you get sponsors or at least get on iTunes, etc.? Oh, my God. And how did the podcast start? I mean, I think you and I were like, ladies need to be doing podcasts. And then we realized we were ladies and should do a podcast. Is that how it came about? <laughs> I think... I think I remember it a little differently that one Gina Delvac, producer of the show, was like, you ladies should do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Shit. And we were like, what's a podcast? (laughs) I think we had said, oh, yeah, more ladies should do podcasts. And she was like, cough, cough. I think that Gina approached us about this like one Desert Ladies. But, you know, as you know, many things happen at Desert Ladies that cloud one's like memory (laughs) and judgment. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, so I think that we'd had this idea for a long time, and we didn't actually, we didn't, like, take it seriously for a while, because, you know, audio is hard, and then Gina was like, you have to buy these microphones, and we were like, what? Like, that sounds crazy. That's not true. We were excited um, about the gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it took like a couple of months. And then I specifically remember like driving around Hollywood when we were like, hey, like, are we serious about doing okay, this? Okay, I do remember this. Trying to come up with name ideas. And uh, I was very excited when I said, Call Your Girlfriend should be the name of the podcast, and immediately checked to see that the URL was available. And duh, it was, because people are idiots who sleep on everything. Yeah, I was actually driving, and you were book- or, like buying the URL on your phone, I remember. <laughs> yes, we were going to a party at the Ace, maybe? LOL. Yes. I don't know. Some sort of shameful, like... LA stereotypical situation. I am never ashamed of the time I spent at Ace Hotel establishment. I don't think it was, though, because the Ace wasn't open when when we started this. You're right, it wasn't. It's that one hotel where there's always some lady in pajamas in a glass box. The standard. And they're like, art. The standard. <laughs> Thank you. The standard in West Hollywood. We were on our way to yeah, the Yeah, there's always, like, West some Hollywood. bored lady behind a glass, like, in a chemise, and they're like, look at this great art, and I'm like, uh, no. Yes, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> and then we did lots of, like, high-fiving while purchasing or like locking down the gmail and twitter handles and then we realized we had to do something with them (laughs) i know so so things that are surprising about podcasting like one it's hard it's like actually (laughs) hard from like just like a setting up your gear and like getting your life together but also coming up with topics every week is um it's not like the easiest thing I know, I think about that every time people are like, you should do one every single week. I'm like, we can barely get it together to do this every other week. (laughs) I know, I think we're just outing ourselves as, like, not professional podcasters. Some people do this, like, wonderfully. We just... It's hard. I think it's also hard because we're not in the same location, so it involves just, like, a little bit of logistical, like, nightmarish stuff. And you know how this family hates logistics. Well, we also both travel all the time, and if one of us is traveling, you don't want to lug the whole gear situation with you out of town, and that's, like, a whole other thing. I know. Ugh, God, there's there's so many problems. Somebody should make, like, a podcast to go kit. I mean, seriously. That's how you would be rich. But, um, but the real answer to, like, how we started this slash make it happen is our awesome producer, Gina. <laughs> That's the yeah, short no, answer. All, all, glo- all glory and praise to Gina. Yeah. God, like, I don't know how this gets... I don't know how people get this on their phones every Yeah, and if you God want please. to start a podcast but do not have a, an awesome editor slash producer slash person to, you know, get you in gear when it's... <laughs> when it's when you actually decide you're going to do it, then um, good luck and Godspeed. Because I don't... We would not... I can tell you for certain we would not do this without her to edit it and push us. Next question. Are there any TED Talks that anyone would ever want to watch for any reason? (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all, I don't know why you're laughing, because, yes, (laughs) there are. TED Talks are, like, much maligned. And I won't go into the depth of, like, TED Talk just nests that I know, but I will say this. There is one TED Talk that I consistently recommend to people, and it's by um, 
Amy Cuddy. And it's about how power posing can change your life and your career. And it's all about body language. I probably watch it like once a month and I definitely power pose every day at work. (laughs) And it's all about like how, you know, like power poses, like it affects how others perceive you. It changes your body chemistry. It affects the way you do your job and you interact with people. Um, I want to say to you, don't fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it. You know, it's not do it enough until you actually become it and internalize. The last thing I want to leave you with is this. Tiny tweaks can lead to big changes. So this is two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Before you go into the next stressful evaluative situation, for two minutes, try doing this in the elevator, in a bathroom stall, at your desk behind closed doors. That's what you want to do. Get, configure your brain to cope the best in that situation. Get your testosterone up. Get your cortisol down. Don't leave that situation feeling like, oh, I didn't show them who I am. I don't know. It's very emotional. At one point in the TED Talk, she like chokes up. It's like, great. It's only 21 minutes. Definitely watch it. I credit like 45% of my success to power posing. I mean, that is the perfect answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like basically, yeah, it's like her advice for like, how can you be confident and reduce stress in your life? And I'm like, well, wouldn't you watch a TED Talk on that? Mm. But I feel like all TED Talks are always promising to deliver things like that and then never actually delivering. So the fact that you endorse Uh, that it delivers, it means I will watch it. Okay. I love that. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's that, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a decent place to close out the year. <laughs> Email your questions to callyrgf at gmail.com. Tweet us at callyrgf. Uh, and you can subscribe to the show if you don't already on iTunes and catch up on episodes you might have missed um, at callyourgirlfriend.com. Are you interested in sponsoring Call Your Girlfriend? Great. Email us. uh, Callyrgf at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. We will be back in the new year. So see you on the internet. Oh my god, that was (laughs) at the same time. I can't.